You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. The mayhem? They taught Molly Crew how to shred and party. They tattooed their name on me when I was passed out. What? These guys go hard. I was in college the first time I saw the mayhem play. I grew up idolizing Dr. T. I bought gold grills just to be like him. Say cuckoo-cuckoo-choo. Well, we got a little sidetracked by the 80s. (laughs) For sure. A two, three, four. I'm Nora Singh from Waxtown Records. I would love to help you make an album. Well, all right. Nora? What's happening? I think Animal digs you. I dig the animal as well. I've been waiting my entire life for an Electric Mayhem album. Finally, somebody is making it happen. Okay, it begins. Daba, yeah. Very good, Animal. Let's say we bring the old school and you bring the new. How about a hot music collab, huh? I think Animal's all ready to lay down our drum track. That was perfect. What? What? I don't think the band is digging any of this. It is so hot, I'm gonna pass out. You feeling this? We did it. See? Happy. They're always happy. Watch. Hey, guys, look. I got a fork. showed us there's a whole world beyond the mayhem it's trending you did this with one tweet you started beef with all of music and our vengeance shall be swift i like this show lots of drama let's get back to you doing what you do best i'm ready to roll with it we're good because we're ready to rock with it we're gonna Welcome to the mayhem. We're more than just a band, we're a family. Electric mayhem. Is that a vacuum? Thank you. Doesn't get any weirder than that, am I right? You know it. See this camera? Okay, do not look into this camera. Action. Talk about a cliffhanger. Disney Plus is going to love this. (laughs) Everybody watch. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are back. And yes, we survived the party after the 700th episode. And boy, (laughs) was it a great one. It's pretty awesome to follow up episode 700 with another awesome topic. We are talking about the Muppets mayhem. That's right, bros. We're here to talk all about it. So it should be very cool to do it and talk about Dr. Teeth, Animal, Floyd, Lips, and of course, Janice and the many other zoots that we had. You know, I think we all need to take Polaroid pictures for this one and (laughs) just have tons of fun with it. It's going to be a great episode. Got a great crew to talk all about it. Of course, Mr. Mike Gordon is here. 
Howdy. You survived the party last week, Mr. Man, it was rough. It got crazy pants. Mm, of course. Uh, but, the Electric uh, Mayhem showed up, of course. Uh, well, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that was understood. But uh, I mean, yeah, it was insane. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm recovered, I think. That is awesome. That is awesome. It was a ton of fun. And man, once I started watching this episode, it was the series. It was just like, we've got to do an episode on this. We've got to do an episode. And when I posted, like when we said, you know, Judy and I are watching Muppets Mayhem, we had like two zillion people say, (laughs) you got to do an episode of ESO about this. You got to do one. (laughs) And one of the first people to actually instant message me on it was Charles. And you know, he was just like, if you're doing an episode on it, Veronica and I want to be on it. <laughs> Welcome, right. guys. It is awesome to have Veronica and Chuck back on the show. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having thanks. us. When I think of puppets, you guys come to mind. So it's pretty <laughs> darn amazing. So Yeah. So that is awesome. Great to have you here. And of course, returning after a long time, Mr. Alex Autry is back. That's uh, great to be back, man. It is awesome to have you, sir. You've been missed. Thanks, and, you know, he's been busy improving around the world. You know, you know, that's, he's a jet setter now. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I've been as far as Chattanooga. Ooh. <laughs> well, we, we've seen that the electric mayhem with their transportation doesn't get much further yeah. either. <laughs> so this is going to be an awesome one. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please feedback at our station one dot com is always the best way to get in touch with us. Or if you're on YouTube. Of course, we love you guys. Please rate and subscribe and give us a thumbs up and also click on the star at the top. You know, you know, that way you guys know if you guys want to follow us and such. We've put out two episodes a week now. So please definitely, you know, it's pretty darn awesome what we're doing and we're having a ton of fun with it. And you know what? It's time to get crazy with the mayhem. Mr. Mike, take it away. Yeah. Um, the Mayhem have been around since 1975. They made their debut with uh, the Muppets on the actual pilot episode of the Muppet Show. So they've been around since day one. Uh, but this is the first time they've really been in the spotlight. They've kind of always been there, but in the background. And, and you know, some of the uh, characters have gotten a little bit more prominent uh, roles than others, particularly Animal, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, uh, this is the first time that uh, this is a series devoted to them as a band. Uh, they were, this was announced by the folks at Disney Plus in February of, two, of last year, 2022. That was last year, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure. Um, and uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What did you think of when uh, you heard the announcement? Um, it was interesting for me because I have... I've always loved the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. I am a very manly Muppet. Um, <laughs> so uh, I haven't, I haven't really connected much with what Disney, uh, especially Disney Plus, has gotten to do with the Muppets. Um, Muppet Haunted Mansion, I thought was really solid and a lot of fun. Um, but their little like YouTube shorts clips show uh muppets now um i really i I really felt like it was missing something from it um so to hear they were doing this one i was like oh i don't know if you can do a whole thing with the mayhem because they're kind of a one note joke um and (laughs) hey um 
but in the end, what we got was, you know, a really solid, a really solid 10 episode story arc. What about, uh, what about you guys, Chuck? Yeah, I'm excited anytime they announce a new Muppet thing. Yeah. I don't think they announce yeah. those often enough. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I'm thrilled, especially now with Disney Plus being sort of all in on their IPs, uh, what the potential could be. You know, I mean, this is, it's exciting enough to have the Electric Mayhem characters. I, I've always loved the idea of taking some of the, the second, third tier Muppets and bringing them to the spotlight, not having them stand behind Kermit and Gonzo and Fozzie right. and, and have little bits, but focus on them and flesh out the other characters. There's a million of them. But with now what they're doing with Disney Plus, what they're doing with Star Wars, they're doing with Marvel, where you can take these different things and there could potentially be, this could be, this could potentially be the first of many of these types of series that take a Muppet that you wouldn't think of as one of the star Muppets and bringing with the spotlight and focusing on them. So I was really excited about the prospects of, of what that, what that could bring. Mm-hmm. I was also really excited because of the whole um, angle that they were doing with um, making an album. Mm-hmm. And the fact they were going to actually have an album yeah. at the same time. And um, After band, 50 years. Yeah, and band documentaries have been a really big thing recently, mm-hmm. which they also spoofed in this. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I was, so I was really excited and, um, I've, I've always liked the electric mayhem and I'm, I'm glad we got a lot more of them. Mm-hmm. Mike, what about you? What did you, uh, think when you first heard the announcement? I couldn't have been more excited. I was thrilled. You know, I've, been an electric mayhem fan since the Muppet show way back when, you know, it was always great. Cause you know, they, they were, they were the rockers, you know, they were the backing band originally, but then they came out as Dr. Teeth and the electric mayhem. And, you know, they, they spawn off of it. And in a lot of ways, I liked watching them more than the actual Muppet shows, you know, like fuzzy and Kermit and, you know, such, and you had different members, you even had Rolf as, the, a member at one point. And so it was interesting to see. And growing up the way I grew up with a hippie family and everything, it felt like I was at home watching them. And so I've always been attached to them. And then the Muppet movie just cemented that with, can you picture that? You know, the whole thing at the church. And it was just, it was just awesome. And it, to this day, that's one of my favorite songs. And mm-hmm. it's, pretty you know i have it on my it's on heavy rotation you know moving right along and then also can you picture that or the two songs from the muppet movie judy would slap me if i told her that uh rainbow connection wasn't on there but it's okay. <laughs> but neither there or here but over the like the last 15 years the muppets have also been doing videos um they've mm-hmm. done you know bohemian rhapsody or jungle boogie or lime and a coconut and you know, all these different ones featuring the electric mayhem and they introduced lips during that period of it. And it's, it was just real interesting to see that they were carrying these characters on. And then when they announced that they were doing a a whole series based off it and a bit based on that, they're finally releasing an electric mayhem album. And that was the running joke through it. And, you know, it's like, I was, I was in, there was no way I was going to miss this one. And, (laughs) It was it was totally worth it. Just point of clarification, and I know it feels this way because I've heard a lot of people say this that Lips is pretty much a new member, but he's not. He's been there since day one. 
He's been so, so there since the day, since the band debuted in 75. Uh, Actually, he kind of took a back seat in the Muppet show because he was in the, uh, he was in the orchestra, mm-hmm. uh, not so much the band. And then during the movie period, I believe he was kind of not there. Uh, and then he popped up again. Was it the Muppets movie? Uh, not the Muppets movie, but the movie called The Muppets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think he made his kind of return to the band and then he was on uh, Muppets Tonight. Uh, and as part of the house band that yes. this piggy had. And so, yeah, I mean, Lips has been there, but he's probably the one that know, like people know the least. Yeah. Well, to correct, most- correction, Lips actually debuted <laughs> in five of the Muppet show. Yeah. It was a character that they, they, they debuted for Steve Whitmire to play. And okay. so he was a late addition during the Muppet show era, but I mean, that's 1980 to now versus 1975 to now. So it's, you know, <laughs> relatively early. Yeah, yeah. Oranges, bananas. And, Come yeah. on, yeah. folks. And, yeah. and he's, a, and he's a complete and total rebuild because the original lips, they finished using, I believe for the movie, the Muppets. And right at the end of it, the trumpet went through the mouth mm. completely. <laughs> uh, so they had to re- completely rebuild him. But, uh, yeah, I loved, I, I love the fact that they gave a character to Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Whitmire. Um, he's an amazing guy and, uh, he was the most understandable person on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a uh, different, different performer, but yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's amazing that, uh, I know I'll get to mine in a minute, but I, I know it's, it's amazing on that note that, that the only one that's still, uh, performed by the same person is Zoot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Zoot is, was there from day one and he's still, he's still Zoot. I'm like, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, Dave Grohl's goals. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays Gonzo as well. Yeah. Yep. Does he really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. I'm surprised I you that. could not hear that. Like, yeah, every Gonzo. Time he talks, I'm like, that's Gonzo. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Gonzo is his claim to fame, but yeah, he's been playing Zoot this whole time too, which is amazing. I mean, that's an amazing run for any job, much less. A lot of them play multiple before. characters, though, right? Yeah, I mean that's course. not uncommon. Yeah. A lot of right. a lot of the puppeteers play multiple characters. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so, uh, I I've been a fan of the Mayhem uh, since I watched the Muppets. I love uh, just the 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 look of the band, the the references to other bands that you know come up with. You see Doctor Teeth, and when you see Floyd, and when you see Janice, you know you see it. All these like, it's weird. They they're comp they're composite comp- composites. composites. Oh, right, thank you. Composites. Of 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 real like musicians, uh, mm-hmm. all put together, and yet they they fit really well together. Um, and uh, but the big standout for me was always Animal. I loved Animal uh, a lot. In fact, uh, I believe you can see that Animal puppet that I have right there. That's uh, I've had that for f- over forty years. Wow. Uh, cool. and, uh, and I made, when I was younger, I made a, uh, a short, uh, featuring him attacking people called day of the animal. Uh, but <laughs> I, nobody's allowed to see it because of Disney will get right on me if I do that. Yeah, they <laughs> will. That. Oh yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of worried about having him right there. Uh, so <laughs> we might, we might get sued, Mike. Sorry. Um, won't be the first but, time. Uh, and, uh, Muppets, uh, the Great Muppet Caper, Animal like steals the show in that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to me, Animal was like the real standout. But I've always appreciated the rest of the band. And uh, although when I heard they were getting the, their own show, at the same around the same time, I actually met somebody 
not going to say who it was, but I'm going to met, I met somebody who has worked for Disney in a capacity with the Muppets. And he was not excited at all. Oh, As a really? matter of fact, he was, uh, he was really, uh, thinking that the franchise was not going to be in good hands. Mm. Uh, maybe he was just disgruntled because he was no longer part of it. Uh, mm. but, um, but in any way, in any case, it, it made me kind of worry that this was not going to be good. And I mm. hadn't watched the Muppets now. I had seen Muppets Night. That's the last thing. And as well as the, the re- most recent movies, those are the last things I kind of really have seen with the Muppets on them. So I wasn't sure what this was going to be like. Uh, but, uh, when Mike posted that he saw it and he loved it and I saw some other people posting that they really liked it too. I was like, all right. So, uh, and it was pretty quick. Like, when Mike said he loved it, like the next thing he said was like, he sent me a message. Like, I think five minutes after that I said, we're doing a show on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I guess I better like, and I was really surprised too, because uh they dumped all 10 episodes at the same time. And usually Disney does not do that. Right. Yeah. I was really uh, surprised that they did that, so, you know, especially for a kids um, type show. Uh, I did love uh Muppet Haunted Mansion. I think that's one of the best things of the Muppets I've ever seen. Uh, and I, one of the things I appreciated about that is that it didn't star, uh, the main cast of the Muppets, uh, that you normally think of. There was, I mean, Piggy and Kermit and Fozzie were there, but they weren't like the main part of that, that movie. It was Rizzo and, uh, Gonzo. Gonzo. Yes. No, no, no. It wasn't, it was Gonzo and, uh, Pepe. 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 Yes. Pepe, who's one of my favorite, I can't believe I couldn't remember his name because uh, <laughs> Pepe's like my favorite Muppet to come out of uh, Muppets Tonight. No, the Muppets. Yes. It was Muppets Tonight. The other yes. show that you're talking about with the uh, up late with Miss Piggy was just called The Muppets. Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Oh, man, it gets so confusing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, watch the series, and within the first like 15 minutes, I was hooked. Uh, uh, um, it's smart. It, it throws so many references in there. And <laughs> you can't even keep up. No, no. And I've and had to watch char- it twice already. So, and yeah. the characters sound great, mm-hmm. uh, as far as their voices. No, even though most of them are not the same voices that they were in mm-hmm. the movies and in the original series and all that, they're, I, d- I'm not taken out of it. Like a lot of times, even now, when I hear Kermit, sometimes I'm like, oh. that's not Kermit, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks because I know it can never be Jim Henson again. <laughs> right. And I know that Miss Piggy can never be played by Frank Oz again or will never be played by Frank Oz again. Um, so, you know, they have to, they have to have different voices, but yet it just still takes me out of it. But in this mm. show, it did not. Um, and, uh, and it was a lot of fun. The one thing I was really surprised by was that, there were, in addition to all the fun moments and the references and the Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff, what I didn't expect was that there were going to be real moments that really kind of got to me as far as like, like pulling my heartstrings. Right. We find mm-hmm. out more about these characters than I think we ever have for any other Muppets mm-hmm. as far as some of their backstories. Mm-hmm. And the way that plays out during the season, I really thought it was effective. Um, was there any particular... Well, before we get to that, now we've talked about the the Muppets a lot. What do Can you I think say one of thing the... real quick about yes, this? You, you said you met somebody who was not happy with it, or 
wasn't happy that they were doing it. Yes. I met somebody who was upset because it says, this just throws the continuity of Muppet Babies right out the window. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. that's crazy. Now, yes. I will say that I have not talked to that person since uh, the, the show has aired. So he might think completely differently about it now that it's aired. This I is all so. thoughts that he had about it before it was actually produced. So that said, um, and, uh, but let's talk, we, we're going to talk about all the Muppets, I'm sure, the, my characters in detail, but I want to hear, Alex, we'll talk with, uh, we'll start with you. What do you feel about the human characters that are through this series? So, um, th- four basic humans, uh, in the show, you've got, um, Oh, this is a good time for me to blank on names. Um, Nora? Nora. 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 You got, you've got Nora. You've got her sister, Hannah. Uh, you've got Moog and you've got JJ. Yeah. Um, and one of the hardest things in any Muppet feature is to even attempt to do character work with the humans. Uh, And I think one of the successes of the Muppet show was that there was craziness going on and you felt like you were a part of it because you were seeing the reaction that was taking place with the, the, the human, Uh, the John Cleese episode uh, where he's just getting exasperated more and more uh, throughout (laughs) is one of my all time favorites. Um, I don't, feel like they got as much as they could have out of the human characters. I lo- I loved uh uh Taj Maori. I thought he was great in his role. Um because we've all been a super fan of something. Mm-hmm. Um oh, yeah. and you know he comes up and you're like I I know that move. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been that guy. Um and so you you have those moments. Um I don't I don't think they dug enough into into Nora personally. Mm-hmm. Nora. Yeah, there's a lot we still don't know about her and her backstory. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean I kind of along the same lines I kind of feel bad for some of the human characters along the way in the movies and whatnot unless it's a all-star like like a celebrity cameo. Those are usually fun. Right. But if you're talking about the regular cast members that are interacting with them Usually I forget that about them. Like when I think about the Muppet movie, Great Muppet Caper, et cetera, et cetera, I don't even recall who some of the like mm-hmm. characters were throughout that because they have to play the straight man, right? Mm-hmm. They have to play yes. the one that's like, they have to play the one that's like, you know, cause all Nora really does through for 10 episodes is like, Hey guys, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> like, you know, like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. Oh, geez. like she, she's just, just playing the straight the man. Band up. And, um, and Lily tough. and Lily Singh is actually very, very funny. Uh, I and did not know who she was talented. before this. Yeah. Never heard of her before. Yeah, I never heard of her before. So, uh, and that goes for the rest of the humans. I did not know who any of them were before. But I will say the uh, the uh, sister uh, Sarah, who played uh, Sarah Shotter, who played um, Hannah, uh, really grew on me. At first, I didn't like her at all, but by the end, I'm like, man, she's really good. I don't think you were supposed to like her at the beginning. That's no, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the performance, but okay. Um, 
But and uh, my sister was genuinely, she called me up after watching episode one and go, I don't believe the Hannah character. And I'm like, why? And she said, because if you were a social media influencer and you had the electric mayhem in your house, <laughs> you would not be freaking out. You would not be freaking you would not freaking in that out way in a totally out. different way. Yes. You would be absolutely recording it. You would be getting everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, checking Veronica, what about you? What did you think about? Like, cause I would imagine, I don't know how, how much experience you have with humans working with the puppets, but I imagine it's kind of a difficult thing to pull off. Mm-hmm. Well, we do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like half the shows we do is Veronica interacting with the puppets. Yeah. Um, what do you want to go first? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess for me, uh, like me interacting with the puppets is very comfortable for me because it, they're just other characters and other actors on the stage with me is always how I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I know some other people when they've talked about working with the Muppets, it took them a while to get that that's what they have to do is this is another actor on the stage with you, even though there's someone else under this actor with their hands up them. Sometimes like, <laughs> sometimes like 12 people, right? Yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me personally, as a performer with puppets, it, it, it was, it was very natural. And I feel like that a lot of the times it's really unfortunate that they always have to play the straight person. Um, and I wish there was more of them also being overly dramatic and goofy. Like Tim Curry. Yes. Because yeah. Tim Curry wasn't the straight man. No. <laughs> Tim Curry was a Muppet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The same there's, can actually be said directions. with Jason Siegel too. Mm. Um, Siegel's yeah. performance was very much, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of this. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas you turn around and you get a Michael, uh, a Michael Keane, Michael Crane. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause my brain was trying to say Keaton. And I'm like, I know <laughs> that's not right. Uh, Michael, Michael Caine said, I'm doing this as if the Muppets were the Royal Shakespearean, uh, mm-hmm. theater. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, sure. and so, and that's why it works so well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. you either have to be one of them or pretend they're one of you. And there's no middle ground. A lot of people s- tend to stick to the more middle ground, I mm. think. And I think there was more middle ground in this than, than there, than I would have liked. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought the actors were all good. I, I yes. thought the characters were charming. Yes. I enjoyed watching them. My personal preference is for the protagonist of a Muppet series to be a Muppet. Which it doesn't have to be. Obviously, like I said, Michael Caine was the the protagonist of A Christmas Carol as Ebenezer Scrooge. And he was sort of – the Muppets were around him. And that's kind of how Lily is. I mean, Lily is basically the Kermit of this season where we're seeing the show through her eyes. And she's the one trying to wrangle the madness of the Muppets, which is a a role that Kermit was in historically. And I mean, I don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way, but that's – I thought that she did a good job yeah. with what she had to do. Mm-hmm. I would love to have seen more of the world through like Dr. Teeth's eyes or through Floyd's eyes. If one of them had come like the realization that, wow, we've been at this 45 years. We've never even recorded an album. Can I wrangle this? And, you know, I actually have a regret rather than, you know, I'll be in the hot tub. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Which I thought was funny, but you know, she <laughs> another was another Mai Tai. Right. She Where was, did the Mai Tais come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Magic. Yeah, but I, I I thought the human actors were very good. I I like them. Yeah. Um. But yes. you know, my like I said, my personal preference would be for the Muppet to be to see the world through the Muppet's eyes. Gotcha, gotcha. Mike, uh, any thoughts on the on the humans? I liked most of the humans. You know, you were very 
you know, cautious about JJ. You know, what, you know, was he going to turn out to be the big bad in this? Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't yeah. enter anything. He, there were times when I felt like he was the one trying to force the band apart or such, but he was doing it all to be with Nora. And it was just, it was real interesting. And he came off as kind of skeezy and everything, but I liked most of the characters. Hannah at first was, you know, somebody I, you know, wouldn't even associate with because yeah, she's not she's not our type of person. No, exactly. <laughs> she is not. She's she has too, followers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's popular. You know, that's why we don't like her. <laughs> it was really awesome that you know the characters grew through the story, though each one of them did, and that's what I loved. Even the mayhem grew in this, mm-hmm. and that's what the show was great about. The humans grew, and you know, like Moog. I know tons of people who follow the dead or follow fish or follow mm-hmm. other bands who are mm-hmm. so moog. You could, you know, <laughs> Oh, in that show, that was, you know, <laughs> that one's a, yeah. Oh wait, when Davy Jones did this and <laughs> right. Mike Nesmith was like doing that, you know, I'm looking at you felt nerdy people. <laughs> I'm not idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's, pr- it's pretty cool though that, you know, and I admire those kind of people that they have, that's their passion. That's, mm-hmm. you know, what they geek out about. And it's, it was pretty awesome to see. I think truthfully, the weakest, um, character for me in this whole thing, I probably want to say was the owner of the record company. Really? Me. Yeah. And I loved Penny. Penny she was hilarious. I liked, that's the thing. I liked her. I thought it was yeah. funny. And I loved how, you know, her and Dr. Teeth's, relationship built and built yeah. and built but i thought if that's the weakest character this is a flipping oh. strong show sure and that's yeah. what i was trying to go with Absolutely. and that's that's what it was pretty awesome with in, in improv terms the uh the penny character is, is what's called a pirate because they just <laughs> appear because they appear on stage and they do something wild that you're not prepared for and then disappear Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and, and that is that is absolutely what penny is um although i'm fairly certain that we're gonna see an increase in sales for compression socks yes <laughs> oh, yeah. yes no no specifically black multi, and white black and red striped, striped. multi-striped uh, compression, socks. compression socks because i was like oh where do i get some of those Right. Uh, <laughs> ShopDisney.com. Yeah, I. I <laughs> we'll have the electric what? mayhem I, logo right on it. I'll admit that I. Right? I don't think I'm uh, a huge Penny fan. Uh, for some reason, her look just. I just right. had a hard time connecting with the look of that puppet. Mm. Uh, that Muppet, sorry. Um, and uh, the only time I really, really, really enjoyed her. Was when they did the the uh, satire of Get Back, and they put her in the Yoko role. <laughs> I I died. I, I died like I like died many times over, and, and of laughter because that was especially when she started howling. I was like, "You got to be kidding me! This is so." Funny. They knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, there. absolutely, oh, yes. absolutely. I was like, yeah. you know what? I think. I think the first like six episodes were just leading up to this so they could do this. Because <laughs> uh, it was I feel so like well that's done. what the entire series is for was to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they started there. I said, we, we'd like to do, we'd like to do a parody of Get Back. 
But how do we build around that? And, and that's why <laughs> the show got made. So I think uh, I would not be surprised, actually, because I did think that that was uh, that was the highlight. That was the peak mm. of the series for me. Yeah. Uh, the, re- the human characters, uh, to be honest with you, none of them really like like wowed me. Uh, they, they, they fit the role fine. You know, they, they're the straight men. They have to just, you know, do what they do. But I didn't feel like they had Moog maybe. And like I said, maybe the sister a little bit, but to me, their personalities were so subdued. Um, and even though they used, uh, diverse casting, I felt like they were whitewashed a lot because mm. I didn't feel like they were, you know, representative of that diversity, uh, you know, really deep, but then that's Disney, right? Disney Mm -hmm. does that a lot. So, uh, so I I can't say they were the reason they're not the reason that I watched this show at all. They weren't the reason. And I, I won't, that that wasn't the reason to watch the show. You were there to watch the mayhem. This is the Muppets mayhem. This is all about the mayhem. So Mm -hmm. uh, that said, uh, let's talk more about the puppets now. Um, Muppets, (laughs) uh, Muppets. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the Muppet characters, uh, we're going to start with Veronica this time. Uh, what did you think of, or was there any storyline with any of the particular band members that really resonated with you? I really enjoyed the, um, the background that we got on Floyd and Dr. Teeth, mm-hmm. um, especially how they related to each other and how they kind of came together and got started and, um, all that kind of stuff. I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that. And I, I really like that. Um, he's an actual sergeant. That was <laughs> Sergeant Floyd Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, he's an actual sergeant and, and doctor's an actual the, doctor. He's a right? dentist. Yes. He's a dentist doctor. <laughs> I love that. And yes. I loved how the origin of his gold tooth. Yes. That was fantastic. <laughs> I am slightly disappointed in relation to floyd that he supposedly raised animal why is that because that's not what happened to the muppet baby nanny would not leave animal there the muppet babies are not muppet canon though thank you thank you the muppet babies were an imaginate uh, an Mm -hmm. imagined scene from muppets take manhattan Mm -hmm. and and therefore the animated series totally not canon right Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, and we saw them beat in the Muppet movie. <laughs> uh, Charles, what about you? Was there one uh, storyline with one of the characters that resonated with you? Yeah, I mean, this, uh, it's really the same one. I mean, I, and I should have been surprised that Doctor Teeth's backstory is that he had, is it became a dentist? <laughs> I don't know why I was surprised by that, but uh, I didn't see it coming. And yeah, there was a three episode stretch right there in the middle that I just loved. And that's, I guess that was the, the middle one of the three. But, um, yeah, I just love that backstory. I love that they went back to the actual, like, late fifties to early to mid sixties to tell that story. I thought that mm. worked really well with what we know of them already. And I didn't mind that, um, because you always sort of saw Floyd like leading Admiral around in a chain and things <laughs> like that. So I think, I, I think that works just fine. Yeah, I love the fact that the show can can sort of have its cake by saying that these characters have been around for 50 years, but they're not 50 years old. <laughs> they're not like they're no. not like senior citizens, right? They're, they're, right? They should be, but they're not, right? <laughs> right. Muppets aren't unless they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And we got to even see those senior citizens at the very right. end. We did. We did. Uh, Alex, what about you? Was there a particular story? Is the same with you with uh, Floyd and and Doctor Teeth? 
you know, that was such a big portion of the show. Um, because they really are the, the heart of the band. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the ones that are leading the charge, as it were. I truly enjoyed, uh, Lips's TED talk. Yes. <laughs> the entire concept that the, the entire idea that Lips just knows everyone <laughs> and they're all cool with him and they all understand him except for anybody who listens to him. Yes. Um, which I just think is, it was, was wonderful because again, it's not a character that we've seen developed. Right. And for us to get a new character from an old character, uh, was, was really cool for me. I think, I genuinely think that Lips may have been my favorite character from this series. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I I like the fact that because I don't know if I'd ever heard him speak before this, mm-hmm. and and I like the fact that he wasn't just like the 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 puppeteer. Uh, and the, uh, my understanding is the puppeteers are also doing the voices, right? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. They're not separated. That's right. So, um, uh, but I like the fact that the the voice actor who plays him is not just uttering gibberish right i mean at times you can almost understand him and then you, you like the next sentence you're like i have no idea what he said and then like there's something he says and you're like i got that oh maybe it no and then it's like it's like it's so good the way it's sort of yeah. back and forth with uh like that like, like it's really reiterating the fact that he's got a really really thick accent yeah uh, yeah, and occasionally and, it's like, have I just been listening to him long enough now that I'm starting to understand it? Like, yeah. <laughs> am I becoming fluent? It's like, there, like there, is that really that funny? Wow, that was great. There, course, there, oh, go ahead. No, I was just about to say real quick. And of course, the ultimate irony is that he has no lips. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, there are occasions when, uh, uh, and I, for my high school days, where you would watch like Japanese animation in Japanese. And they'll go along and they'll go along and they'll go along and you'll kind of get into that groove where you're like, I don't understand what they're saying, but I kind of get into it. And then they'll say something like Coca-Cola. Right. <laughs> and, and it's like, and it's like a record skip. And now yeah. you're stuck back to it. And that's exactly what Lips was like. Because Lips, you would go along and you're like, uh-huh. Uh, no, no. Okay. 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 Wait, wait, what? <laughs> So. And Lips, is, his personality is new. He he had at least yeah. one line. I think it was in the first episode of the 2015 Muppet series on oh, ABC. Wow. Okay. But he had a different voice and personality. And that yeah. was before Peter Lynch was playing him. Yeah. But um, I love what they did with him in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, same thing uh, or any anybody different? Well, for me, you know, I loved the thing with Floyd and Dr. Teeth. It, you know, cemented their origin and their bond together. And, you know, even them sitting, looking at the stars and started making up the words for, can you picture this, you know, (laughs) which was just awesome. But for me, it's always animal. It had to be animal, you know, he, he's just, he's just awesome. And I love that he found his true calling as a chef at Benihana. (laughs) (laughs) He was the chosen one. <laughs> yes. I, I like that animal still feels like animal to me, even though they've way toned him down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this, if this was 1982, he'd be chasing Penny. Yes. Or, right. or not Penny, but uh, right. he'd be chasing Nora, Nora, Nora. out of Rome. You yeah, know? absolutely. But, yeah, you, but you don't want to do that. And Hannah. 
Yeah, right. exactly. He'd, he'd be like uh, Harpo, right? Harpo Marx exactly. is always chasing the women. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's, can't do that anymore. That was cool, but... but yeah, no. <laughs> and, you know, I also like Janice. You know, you gave mm-hmm. more, you know, depth to her. And, you know, she has a twin sister for sure. You know, it's pretty that, awesome. That scene where she talks about her twin sister blew me away. Like, I did not think that the character of Janice was capable of that kind of, like, depth mm. and emotion and yet i i was like that's the first time when i watched the series that i was like holy crap this is like working on a whole different level for me yeah it's not just like like funny stuff it's it's more like this film this this show has heart to it yeah um and i really want to know about janice and her and her sister yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh and yeah that's that's when i really thought that this show really opened up for me. I think that was the third episode, second or yeah. third, right? So I think it was the yeah. third one. Yeah. yeah. It was just after, uh, Hannah had kicked, uh, Nora out. Right. Right. Uh, and of course I, I echo Mike's feeling about animal. Uh, we see baby animal, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know if Disney's hoping for like to repeat the whole, uh, baby Yoda <laughs> thing. We've already uh, seen I, Baby Animal, though. I mean, because we <laughs> saw Baby Animal a lot. like, <laughs> um, So I couldn't help but think, like, oh, they really want to... I don't know if they're already working on merchandise with ba- Baby Animal, but I would imagine that I would have to buy it all if they did. <laughs> Disney's always so behind on the merch. It's like they don't they don't know what they're doing and then they do then they try and catch up but then the thing's already passed and people are the people still get excited about it i'm just glad the album's out now and not yes. next summer yeah <laughs> that's right. yes yeah because i was going to say that's kind of the way disney has been acting about the muppets all since they've had them right right it sounds like it's like they don't know what they have yeah um and well, it's just like when they the, dropped the Mandalorian and didn't have a baby Yoda toy for me to run yes, out and buy. Right. But right. that was that was done on purpose because they didn't want anybody to know about the baby Yoda. I Plus know. they weren't sure it was gonna work. They, they really like, did not think it was going to work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they they were like questioning whether or not that was gonna work. But I yeah. think in this one they were like, No, no, this baby animal's gonna work. And I don't <laughs> know if it, it completely works, but I did find it very interesting with because we brought up the album that it's only available as either a download or in vinyl. You yeah. cannot get it in CD, which is man, really interesting. Did, man. But, <laughs> for now, for now, but you can, <laughs> you can, you'll, you'll see it on CD eventually, but probably. Uh, oh, but it's interesting too. I love how all the different, like Walmart selling a certain color of it, Amazon selling a different color. It's like, Ooh, do I want to get all the different colors? You know, for, yeah, Disney's like ching 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 ching. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they they know how to like when they when they do finally get it, they know how to market the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I'm surprised each one doesn't have like bonus tracks, depending right. on where, different ones where you buy it, because that always drives me crazy. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, the other thing about the the show is, and this is something that uh, I guess I have a weird feeling about, is that. I I I love the Muppets, but I I am so used to seeing almost all of them from the waist up. When I see them from the waist <laughs> down, it's weird. <laughs> they all got very skinny legs. It's so strange. Every just, last one of them skipped leg day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Kermit was the only one that I'd been used to seeing his legs because on Sesame Street he'd like sit on a like a wall or something, and his legs would hang out or something. Um, 
But the rest of them, whenever I see, and that's, that's true of the movies or the, like anytime I see their legs, I just, it just freaks me out. So <laughs> right away when the show started and they were on stage, I was like, this is weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other, I mean, technically, this show must be very difficult to pull off. And I'm mm-hmm. going to point to the felt nerdy people about this. Like uh, this, I mean, I know any Muppet show is difficult, more mm-hmm. difficult than, say, your average sitcom, right? Right. Um, do you think that there? this is all practical puppetry or do you think there's some CG involved? Obviously, some of the effects are... Like there's whole the the whole dream sequences they used a lot of different right. effects for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, not dream sequences. The trippy the trips that mm-hmm. they take, uh, courtesy of the bad marshmallows. Yeah, I love, I that, love that Disney in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but I mean, it, do you think it's all practical here? I would oh, yeah. say it's all practical because uh, at, at the very least they're doing digital arm rod removal. They're I'm sure they're digitally removing the stray head and arm that gets in the frame. But things like like when you see the Electric Mayhem standing there on stage performing, they're I'm sure they're digitally removing puppeteers and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think that they're doing full digital. I mean, unless it's for specific shots, I, I wouldn't. There's a couple of like eye movements. That don't look pop there. Um, I don't remember who it was that we were talking about. Like that was Mowgli Fraggle on a different show. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> or Mowgli Fraggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're- like, okay, so like for example, Dr. Teeth's like glasses that move up and down, that seems yeah, that's legit in that's a, an iMac. Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd's blinking when he, mm-hmm. the rare times he blinks seems like, um, an actual mech and not, um, After Effects. So Mowgli Fraggle is a good example though, because we were watching the new Fraggle Rock the other day, yeah, and <laughs> Mowgli blinked, and you're like, and I was like, that, that, that doesn't she work. doesn't have an iMac to blink. How does she just blink? And <laughs> it, it sort of throws you because she's her the design of her eye isn't to have a blink, you know. Um, so they do they do that wasn't the Muppet Studios, but I'm um, that the they do have the capability now of adding little things like that to bring a little life where they want to. And like, so they, they, they do digital arm rod removal all the time now, which. Although I did catch an arm rod in one of the episodes. We were rewatching it today. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I don't mind arm rods. No, I don't either. But it was, it was, I was like, Hey, there's an arm rod. I didn't say it out loud, but I said it in my head. Cause I saw the little metal piece. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure with all, with the, the amount of puppets they have on stage at a time or on camera at a time, there's got to be the stray head and things that get in the frame that they're digitally removing. Right. Um, and that's just part of it. But I'm sure a lot of these puppets are specifically built for the movement. Like we were, we were shooting a music video last year and the guy decided he wanted to have one of our puppets put a trumpet to his mouth and play it. And I was like, <laughs> this puppet is not designed to do this. So I'm trying to like figure out how to do it on the fly. But I'm sure for the, at the level that they're, I mean, they, they can build specific puppets to do specific movements. Yeah, well, That's we're, like, hot gluing safety pins to a trumpet yeah, and pin it to the arms. <laughs> we don't have Disney money. No. <laughs> Old nerdy Disney. Yeah, right. All the yes. way up here. Yeah. A little my, uh, my animal puppet that's uh, back there actually has Velcro on his arm, on his hands. So you, you can oh. put different things on his hands that way. Yeah. But he doesn't have rods. So uh, I would, if I really wanted to fully use him. Uh, but then Disney wouldn't let me do that anyway. So, right. <laughs> uh, um, Alex, was there anything about the, the series puppetry wise that you found, uh, absolutely amazing or maybe disturbing? 
I, I, I am with you on the legs thing because it throws me off because it doesn't look right. Right. Um, there's a moment in, uh, in the first episode, uh, when they're doing, um, uh, uh, rock and roll all night and part of every day. Okay. <laughs> um, where we see them basically being crowd surfed. Yes. And they, I mean, I'm sorry, but they look paraplegic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it makes me uncomfortable and it's a second long, but they, they do, they, they look like they're, you know, these are useless limbs. Well, I think part of it too, is their legs have to be so long because if you look at the way of, of the Muppets are in frame talking to a character, yes. they have to have like three foot legs. Like, you have <laughs> yeah, to be like 70% leg, yeah. you know, to be that tall. <laughs> I would hate to see that inseam on those pants. You know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Animal must be on Apple boxes all the time, right? <laughs> right. Like, like, because he's just so short in in quote unquote real life, but he's always like a head in the frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of cheating that goes on, sure, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's weird. It's, you have to really like look to notice a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah, Mike. What about you? Anything uh, about the series puppetry wise that you found uh, amazing? I just thought a lot of the scenes, there were times when I was watching it and I forgot they were Muppets and, and it just felt like that's how well it was done and how well they interacted with the actors and all the different cameos and all the different scenes. And the legs took me out of it a little bit because you're not used to seeing it and I couldn't see them doing something else. You know, it would have been weird to never show, you know, to show them from the chest up or something like that for all the different scenes, especially when they were playing in concert, mm-hmm. you know, have, you know, have them standing behind, you know, you know, like some like kind a of wall or something, a wall or a speaker or something like that. That yeah. would, it, it would have cut down on the realism. I know saying a realism in a Muppet show, but you know, it was, it was it was fun and no, I thought the puppetry was really well in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the I, puppetry that they had with Penny, you know, was mm-hmm. just amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine how many how many uh, puppetries puppeteers do you think took to to work Penny? Because it seemed like that's a big puppet. Like it would take at least two or three people, maybe yeah. more. Yeah, I mean at least two for the arms. Um, I mean, for the arms and the head, but then, like I said, it's a big puppet to move around, but also occasionally she'll have like a leg she'll throw up on the table and that sort of thing. So I would probably think there's a little three to four people, uh, depending on the shot, working Penny. And I love the career Rudolph her toes. is the primary puppeteer on her. And she's great. She plays Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street, and we've actually taken some workshops with her, and she's just a ball of energy. She's phenomenal. Yes. So I love to see her playing another Muppet. I love I love to see yes. that. And I love anytime there's a new Muppet. Yeah. Anytime they add, the Muppets have a pretty deep bench already. But yeah. anytime oh, you can absolutely. add a new Muppet in there that just it just it's just fun. The uh the other thing I was gonna say is that well I mean I kind of already hinted at it, but for me, uh it never ceases to amaze me how much emotion and and general like feelings you can get as kind of Mike hinted at by, by watching the Muppets perform. Uh, mm-hmm. They're funny. They have great comedic timing. Uh, they uh, interact with whoever, whether it's human or Muppet next to them. Uh, they interact with them very well. 
uh, you don't even think about it really that, uh, you know, and then, then, then to do something like this Janice scene where it actually moves you or some of the stuff with, uh, Gerald Jr., uh, you know, or, or the mother or whatever. Uh, it's just like, you're like, wow, this is like, this is quality stuff. And yet they're doing this with, with inanimate objects, really. Mm-hmm. They're animating these objects. And sometimes it has, like you said, sometimes it's one person doing one arm, another person doing another arm, and a third person maybe, or a combination of what doing like various features in the face or whatever. And it's like, that's amazing how like that can come together to be like one being right. uh, that's captured on film. It still amazes me that that's how that's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when you watch like, like Mother's Take Manhattan and there's these incredibly emotional scenes with Kermit. And you just stop and think, like, that's a man's hand wrapped in fleece. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <You Exactly. know? laughs> the power of movies. The power yeah. of puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we're getting ready to wind down a little bit. Uh, actually, a lot. So um, I guess, uh, you know, with the way the series ended, and I know we've talked about it, and we probably, you know, we didn't have a spoiler warning at the beginning, but trust me, there are spoilers in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but now we're going to get into the ending of it. So... Uh, if you haven't seen the last episode, then you might want to like, you know, pause this and then watch it and then come back. But the way it ends, I honestly thought to myself, because I know that there's an album coming out or an album that's out. So the way it ends, I honestly thought, are they actually going to put them on tour? Like a live, like mayhem <laughs> show that would tour? I would so be cities? there. I would so be there. <laughs> like yeah. now, yeah. Would you, I was going to ask if you guys would sign up for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yes. Twice. <laughs> right. I would. I, I would. Mo- I would move. I would move around with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Be a mayhem. That's a. Yeah. That's a verb now. So <laughs> the mayhem have actually played in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They did. They did a show uh, at uh, the Golden Gate Park. Um, they have also played the O2 in London. Gotcha. Wow. Um, as part of the uh, Muppets uh, Muppets Live. Uh, mm. uh, tour. Um, and when they played, cause they played like, they were like one of the opening acts at this like multi-day festival in, uh, in San Francisco. And when it hit, the place went nuts. Mm. I bet. <laughs> so yes, absolutely would go see them if just to get the tour t-shirt. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There was almost a touring mayhem. I think they were animatronic or something. They were going to be. They got canceled several years ago. But I wouldn't want them to be animatronic necessarily. But I would love if they did a tour or a series of shows with the mayhem. I would. Yeah, I'd be all over that. I also hope they do a continuation of the series and season two is some touring. That's yeah. Okay, so that's my next question is uh, because I think, yeah, we're all pretty agreeing that we would buy tickets if they went on sale right at the mm-hmm. fox or wherever yeah. um uh well, so if state farm or the, the dome <laughs> if there so what if there is a second if this continues on not only mayhem season two but also more you know muppet series featuring other maybe side characters as we call them mm-hmm. uh what would you like to see what would you like to see either on season two or just in general for a muppet to get their own spotlight uh, Veronica, I'm going to start with you. Oh gosh, of course you're starting with me because I have no idea what I'm going to say. So my first thought was Walter, um, but he's already had a movie. But right. I'd like to see how he's fitting in with the Muppets. We saw that a teeny 
tiny bit in um, Muppets Most Wanted, but I'd I'd kind of like to see like the behind the scenes of an actual like what's going on with all the Muppets and what's Walter up to type of thing. But I mean, then also Peter Lentz is doing lips, so I'd rather him to her as lips. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you do you want to see? And there's a question for everybody when I get around to them. Do you want to see more Muppets cameo in Mayhem series? Because we didn't get very many. I loved it. I thought that I'd say, was awesome. Yeah, I'd say sure, but they don't need it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the real focus needs to be on continuing to flesh these characters out. Yeah. And let them be the stars of their own show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Charles, what uh, what would you like to see either out of season two or just in general going I forward the, for the Muppets? I, I think the obvious choice for a series would be Pigs in Space. I think that would oh, lend itself wow. really yes. well to a series, <laughs> you know? Um, what I would personally love to see would be Statler and Waldorf, like <laughs> grumpy old Muppets. I would love to see them like Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau um, and flesh those characters out. I don't know that that's going to be the the big thing that Disney's going to want to put money into. But I think Pigs in Space would be an obvious. I mean, it's, it's a sci fi spoof. You know, you sure. can sell that with or without the Muppet connection. And that's what they need is yeah. give people a reason to watch all these shows mm-hmm. instead of doing a Fozzie show and a Gonzo show and a Sweetum show. I will watch them, but they need more than just me to watch them. And I think, I mean, I think Pigs in Space would be a very obvious next move that would be very different from what they've done so far. Pigs in but, Space, the next generation. Well, they they did Deep Dish Nine on the Muppets Tonight back in the day. But... <laughs> um but then they could do cameos the same way. Instead of music cameos, it'd be like, you know, um, Patrick Stewart or David Tennant or sure. Mark Hamill, you know, that, that it's its own genre that they could explore. And that's what they need to do is just different genres of show. Oh, that'd be amazing if they had Mark Hamill because he is already on Pigs in Space. I know. That'd um, be amazing. Yeah. Well, that wasn't Mark Hamill, though. That was Luke Skywalker. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they could do a whole thing with that, though. That would be. They could also really put 3PO and R2 in because they own everything now. I was going to say, with Disney owning, like, you know, uh, Marvel and Star Wars and showing Doctor Who, you know, they have the rights to, like, all this stuff. Like, they could really, like, mine it for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Uh, What about you, Alex? Um, First of all, if there's a season two, it's Hannah and Moog getting together. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes. Nice. You know I'm, what? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not down for Nora, Hannah, and Moog. That's actually. That's the, I, I felt like they had more chemistry. Actually, they absolutely did. Yeah. Um, also, um, simply because we haven't said it yet, um, but I'd kind of like to see it. Um, we are getting close to the end of the contract for Aerosmith for Rock and Roller Coaster. <gasps> <laughs> the ride is a minute and forty four seconds. The theme song "Rock On" is a minute awesome. and thirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm okay. just saying. I'm down for that. Okay, I can I can handle that. <laughs> I can handle that. You, you can picture that. I picture that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be an outstanding idea. Yeah. I I honestly, I, the more I think about it, you could do a full Waxtown Records right in right in the spot at Hollywood Studios. Give the Muppet IP a bigger boost in that area. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me no one's going to ride the ride? Yeah, they try and say that no one goes to Muppets 3D and like there's people pouring out of there every 15 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, that's one of the best things in that park. Right? Well, it is. mm, 
I don't know. Rise of the Resistance ain't bad. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's that goes to show you how long it's been since I've been there. <laughs> You're gonna love it. They've got this little section devoted to a space movie. Anyway. What? Yeah. That's crazy talk. in space. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, what about you? Where do you want to see uh, this series and the Muppets in general going forward? Well, two things for second season, I, which I do want to see. I want to see them on tour and Nora trying to, you know, basically corral them across the world. It, I thought, think that would be pretty darn awesome. And, you know, I think it would be great. I like the idea of, you know, basically having, you know, Hannah and Moog together. I think it was headed that direction already. So there was more chemistry there for a new Muppets show. I would love to see a Mythbusters, basically, with Professor Honeydew. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I've heard about that. Yes. yes. So, and of course, the lovely Beaker. You know, yeah, I think absolutely. that would be just amazing having a science show with those two on it. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And yeah. truthfully, I also, I'm glad we didn't get a lot of the traditional Muppets in this. I was actually shocked when I did see Statler and Waldorf at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, that was the closest we got to traditional Muppets. And then yeah. Floyd mentioning Kermit at the very end. Right. Well, I love the fact that not, I'm sorry, not Floyd. It was, uh, Zoot. Zoot. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that Zoot ended every episode like he did on the Muppet show. Like, like, like <laughs> it was, yeah, he was the last thing you saw yeah. in the Muppet show with, he with blew something, the horn. something saxophone. different would come out of the saxophone or the horn. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and now he, it's the same thing only with photos, which I think is, was really fun. Uh, I like that they keep that tradition. They, they really dip into the old and, and new, bring some new stuff elements to it. And it's just, uh, really a lot of fun. Um, and I like to see more of that. I would love to see them. I do a tour and have that be the second season, what that looks like. Um, and, uh, yeah, all the insanity that a tour brings would be crazy. Um, and as far as in general, I would, I love the Muppet Haunted Mansion so much. I would love to see the same creative team tackle like more Disney rides. <laughs> I would like to see like, you know, Muppet Pirates of the Caribbean or Muppet Jungle Cruise or Muppet like Space Mountain or, you know, Muppet Tron. Like I would love to see like all that stuff. High rats of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would like to see them do that. So, uh, go ahead. I, I had a really awesome mashup idea. They could do a documentary of them touring where they're actually touring and actually like filming all the backstage stuff of them doing the performances of the tour that people are actually coming to see. Yes. Yeah. If you could, yeah, if they could work that in conjunction, with the showing the series with like actual touring at the same time, that would be amazing. Uh, but for opening acts at every show. So you could have right? like bowling for soup sometime or <laughs> Weezer or a uh, Ben And Folds. they'd all like drop over themselves to get, get a, get an opening act. Yeah, them. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, people jamming with the band, uh, on different stages or whatever. That would be, yeah, that would be outstanding. Outstanding. All right. Well, uh, I think we've covered the Muppets mayhem as much as we can, at least in uh, the time allowed. So thanks, everybody, for joining us and talking all about the Muppets. And uh, we're going to be right back and we're going to close out the show. Give it like a hurricane. Electric. 
destiny And it brought me back to you Hi, this is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. Although the summer movie season is technically still just kind of getting started, it feels like it's already been quite a wild ride. We had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which was a different movie, I think, than some of us were expecting a lot heavier in tone. I've seen a lot of back and forth about it. And, of course, we have the latest chapter in the Fast and Furious franchise, which did okay, but not like, wow, amazing, mind-blowing numbers at the box office. Will it have staying power? Who can say? Things are still crazy in our post-COVID box office world, so we'll have to wait until the end of the summer to see how everything wraps up. I am very fascinated to see how the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid does this weekend. I'm personally looking forward to it. I'm someone with, I have a lot of Disney nostalgia, especially for the animated films that came out in the Disney Renaissance era. I really liked Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Cinderella, some of these other movies that they've done. So I think that Little Mermaid could do well. It's hard to say, especially with Disney Plus and people having easy access to other Disney content now. We'll just have to wait and see, but I initial reviews are pretty good. I think that the best part is going to be Ariel, that actor cast. Her voice is just unbelievable, so that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing. Of course, still stuff, plenty of stuff coming out on streaming to keep us occupied two over the summer so it's a great time again to be a geek but we'll just be interesting to see how the public as a whole responds to some of these products throughout the summer what are people saying about the best saturdays of our lives podcast yes what are they saying it's a refreshing blend of nostalgia and academia i like the animation programming strategy i tune in for the amazing celebrity interviews and insiders glimpse behind the scenes of your most beloved childhood memories what's your website uh the best saturdays of our lives.com and the amazing eso network Hey everybody, Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment. As expected, the Foo Fighters have confirmed uh, Josh Freeze officially as their new drummer. And as they so often do when they have uh, band information to impart, they communicate that with a skit video. And you can catch that uh, wherever you watch your videos. Uh, and album releases. A couple of cool new albums are on the way. Janelle Monet's first album in five years is called The Age of Pleasure. It drops on June 9th. It contains the previously released single called Float. And the current single, which is called Lipstick Lover, the video for that is uh, kind of risque and causing a little comment. So uh, be prepared for an uh, uh, age confirmation check when you go to watch that. And Blur's uh, next album is their first in eight years. It's called, and I love this title, folks from the ESO Network will love this title. It's called The Ballad of Darren. It is out on July 21st. Uh, it contains 10 songs. The deluxe CD will contain 12. So lots to look forward to on the album release front. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment. And of course, we'll catch you next time.
So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank our guests for being here. The folks from Felton Nerdy, Veronica and Chuck, thank you guys so, so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. Anything you got to promote? Any appearances or anything? You got yeah, to? we we've we've got a couple of family friendly appearances coming up. Um, we'll be at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee, on June 10th, and then the, if you're in the Atlanta area, we'll be at the Sandy Springs Library on June uh, June 17th, the following weekend. And then if you uh, for the other end of what we do, uh, we'll be do, we'll be performing at the Sinful Variety Show, which is a, a burlesque drag, um, a very adult performance. That'll be july 23rd Something what, like that whatever whatever's near july 23rd it's a saturday night <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be there so we do we do family friendly shows and then we do puppet entertainment uh that's not family friendly as well <laughs> so we'll be doing a little of both coming up and hopefully doing uh, actually no we're we're guaranteed not guaranteed but we're um we're confirmed for at least two shows at dragon con um working on getting some more lockdowns so we'll be at the very least we'll be back at the brit track doing a doctor who themed thing for dragon con and we'll be in the um late night puppet slam and we've got a, a fun routine plan for that uh and we're we've got a couple other things that aren't confirmed yet so we're, we're trying we're hoping we like to spread it around at dragon con yeah <laughs> fantastic guys <laughs> it'll be you here before we such know a it. great time oh right 100 days it's in 100 days of, now yep 100 days no, sh- sorry that was my little bit of dragon pound report house coming (laughs) and mr alex autry hope you're doing well with everything anything you want to shout out about sir doing well doing well by the way it's july 22nd okay um thank you so no problem i was like oh gotta look that up um (laughs) uh, i just you know uh the legion of comedy uh the cartersville improv troupe uh, performing at the Legion Theater. We're doing both Friday and Saturday night shows now, which is cool. Um, I'm looking to be hosting some upcoming episodes. And next season, we are going to bring back Talk Nerdy to Me. Uh, this will be our third improv show that's all geek-centered. Uh, and I'm proud to say that uh, the Legion has been asked once again to do improv um, workshops for the kids at Dragon Con. Yeah, that is awesome. awesome. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. And he's actually really funny. I'm shocked, but it was really good. (laughs) I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Uh, Yeah. For those folks who are interested in uh, puppets or animals that are doing crazy things, uh, our good friend Justin Gray, writer Justin Gray, has a new comic. Actually, a comic uh, that he did a couple years ago, Billy the Kit, is returning. So the the sun-slinging badass bunny is back for more. Uh, so season two is available now on Kickstarter. You can sign up and, uh, season one was a lot of, a lot of fun. It's basically a, a bunny Western, uh, old Western. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, Justin Gray does a, a lot of like, takes a lot of the Western tropes and has a lot of, uh, fun with it. So, uh, and it's got some supernatural elements too, but this, make no mistake, this is not for kids. So, uh, <laughs> so just be warned, uh, kind of like some of the felt nerdy stuff. Yeah, this is not, this is, this is for adults only. So awesome, dude. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Justin does some great, great stuff. So it's pretty cool things going on there. So definitely check out his Kickstarter. It just started a couple days ago. So you're, you're still on the entry floor. So definitely help him out. All right. My shout out real quick. Uh, 
Judy and I have been watching more TV, of course, and we actually watched this amazing documentary on Apple Plus. It's about Michael J. Fox and his fight with Parkinson's. And it is an amazing, amazing movie. And folks, you know, you might know him, you might know his story, but this is, you know, them interacting and they've done some stunt doubles and stuff like that to make it look like he's going into the different movies and the different scenes and everything that he does. And he's pretty brutally honest about his condition nowadays and how Tracy has, you know, stood with him for all these years and everything. It's pretty amazing. And so definitely if you get a chance, check it out. It's on Apple Plus. And so, you know, it's, yeah, I think it's it, called Still. It is still the Michael J. Fox story. So, and it's pretty cool. Definitely check it out. He watched it. Judy had, you know, tissues up the wazoo because, <laughs> you know, she was like crying and everything. And so brave, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and me being Mr. Stoic, I was just like, good story. So, <laughs> so it was, it was a ton. It was a really entertaining and it's a very thoughtful documentary. And, you know, he's brave, and, you know, for what he's doing. And, you know, as, as they said at the very end, he says, are you, they, the guy looked at him and said, are you in pain? He says every day, but I have to mm. stay through it. So it's pretty amazing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that is going to wrap up the episode. And as always, thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. We passed number 700, folks. We are going to make it on to wherever we end up. So it's going to be tons of fun. Always remember, we couldn't do this without you. If you want to support the podcast, check out our T Public store. We have the brand new ESO 700 t-shirt up there. And we also, of course, have the Darren Noel Memorial t-shirt, the Wonder Warrior himself. And every bit we get from the Wonder Warrior t-shirts goes to charity. So help us out there, folks. You can actually check it out. Go to the Earth Station One website. I have a link right there on the top for T Public, and I think there's another sale coming out before this episode comes on. So I think you'll be able to get T-shirts for like 16 bucks. It's not too bad. So definitely check it out. Also remember, if you want to listen to the show before the rest of the world, why not join the ESO Network Patreon for as little as a dollar a month? You can also join in with the rest of the crew and everything. It's only a dollar. All you have to do is go to Patreon.com/ESO Network. And you know what? We have some new features coming up very soon for our Patreon folks, and you will be able to participate in that, too, if you join up. We want to hear from you, of course. Feedback at Earth Station One is the best way to do that. But we are also are now up on YouTube and wherever other fine podcasts are found. So if you get a chance, subscribe, leave feedback. That's how we find out if you guys are listening or what you guys think of the show. We would really appreciate it. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, Mr. Alex, and of course, Chuck and Veronica, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We do appreciate you guys. We will see you soon. Have a good night, folks, and we will see you on the next time. And then just always remember, Nara, 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 Nara. And that's it. For sure. Peace, and we're done. For sure. <laughs>
You ruined my record, man! I just bought it! This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.